you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Give me your top three quarterbacks. Rodgers, one. Uh Brady, two. Uh Cam, three. Russell Wilson and Ben Roethlisberger, four and five. David. Football. Football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program. I hope all's well wherever you are. Things are popping here in Studio 66 because we have a lot of sports to talk about here. Let's sports it up, Shaq. Obviously, pro football is at the tip of our brains, but also here in October, the best month on the sports calendar, I think, uh, beyond debate at this point. Not even close, right? Right. Right. We got the MLB playoffs going, NBA underway. Of course, the puck has been dropped for a few now, so let's try to get to all of it. And you heard his voice already. Let's start off with him this time around. He is one half of the Game Theory and Money podcast available on NFL Media. Track it down, nfl.com slash podcasts and, at, uh, and on iTunes or however you choose to consume your, uh, your podcast. Also one half of the finest radio show in all the land, PMS, Petros and Money here in Los Angeles, iHeartRadio, track it down. And on top of all that, he is the voice of uh, your Los Angeles Chargers on a mini roll here. We're going to talk about whether or not they can continue said role. Let's say hello to him. It's Matt Money Smith. Ah. It's enough. We have too That's much enough. to get to. I'm You've not even going to hear a word. A massive head staring down on top of you, Sheck. Now, some people, <laughs> some members of the Sheck Republic are uh, are a cross that I keep cutting the two cross. short. But what am They're I doing? They're great, too. I've, I've got a lot of things. I've got a lot of we things. We can do in the offseason. We're good. Shout out to uh, the one-man house band, uh, Dick Banks, there. Ooh, a couple things. Before we get too much further, I do want to make some promotions here. NFL Pick'em, Saturday. Woo-hoo! Don't miss this now. Don't miss hey, it. It's, does he get it, it right? Here it by is. By the way, can I tell you something? I, I I have to say it's a ratings hit. You know, listen, it's not it's getting a juggernaut. It's a not getting like uh, it's not like ABC scandal kind of numbers, but it is. Uh, it is nevertheless, relatively w, speaking, uh, we're not distributed w, uh, in as many homes as ABC is. I'm going to get sports TV ratings on the do line. it. Uh, Feel do free, it. friend. Uh, Colin Cowherd, we're going to have a freaking ratings conversation now for our listeners. I just wanted to let you know that you want to be hey, in. Congratulations, on what the cool you do. You do good TV. Congratulations. The kids are doing. The kids are loving. People it. love NFL physical challenges. Them. People it's love us. physical challenges. We pick all the games. We do physical challenges. It's uh, it's just positively delightful stuff. Uh, these two are in there as well as around the NFL. Move the sticks and uh, and uh, beyond. Track it down. It's nine a.m. 9 a.m. Eastern, Eastern, 2 p.m. Oh, Eastern, well done. and 11 p.m. Eastern on Saturday, and then on Sunday for the early birds or, or the late owls or the night owls at uh, at three or at 6 a.m. or 3 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. Right. So make sure you track that down. Also, Gangbusters podcast once again. I, I really have to say now that I'm patting myself on the back, the DDFP uh, on a real roll of late. Uh, thanks in part to the people joining us in '66 right now. Gangbuster stuff. Uh, <laughs> delightful Only football. Only a small part, Dave. <laughs> 
Well, you're right. I know. I just want to be mostly you. I want to be. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right. That's right. Just because Thank we're you. in your presence, don't feel the need to say it. You don't. You don't have to. It's okay. I mean, no, I'm, I'm, I've been terrific. But you know what? Some other people have been uh, pretty good too. Uh, people, a lot of feedback. Gang, I mean, remarkable feedback when uh, Matt Money Smith went in senselessly on poor, uh, poor New York <laughs> yes, City it was all, it sports. Was all oh, I loved me. it. Eddie Spaghetti, you know, he turned. It's all me. Yeah, Spider Spaghetti <laughs> turned him into Matt Money Smith, just senselessly attacking him. But it worked. I, oh yeah, well, who's laughing now? Who's it laughing works. now, jerk face? I feel like. Oh, who's like, laughing now? When he yanks up three two, who's laughing now, Sheck? I'll, worked. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, Ty Domi knew how to drop the hammer, too. Boom. <laughs> Sit down. Good night, friend. Yeah, listen. It was terrible what money did to <laughs> It sure Eddie was, Spaghetti. wasn't it? It's the same thing. Like, money all of a sudden, oh, I'm the voice of the Charger. I guess that gives yeah. me the right to just attack everybody behind the glass on the DDFP. He goes after Eddie Spaghetti after he went after MVP a couple of weeks <laughs> before. I feel like I owe you guys behind the glass an apology. I'm just for one me? man. Are you speaking for me? I'm just one man. It sounds I, like I you're wish... apologizing for me. No, I apologize because my name is on the show, and I'm embarrassed by the way Matt Money Smith is. Uh, oh, and now I'm himself. belittled. Now I'm belittled. The way he's behaved himself towards my colleagues, boy, I find oh it untowards, to say the <laughs> least. Now, let's say hello to another person here. Oh, She's hello. the other half of Game Theory and Money. Of course, you see her on Good Morning. I mean, on uh, What's it called again? The Good morning football. Nope, not on Good Morning show. Football. Good day football. Game, game day. Football. Game, game day morning. morning. Game day morning. <laughs> That's what it's called. <laughs> GDM. Also on the Thursday night football T- pregame N-F. preview show. What's that called? Mm-hmm. TNF yeah, run up show. Here run she up. is, everybody. Mama Freeland's uh, baby Favorite. girl, Cindy Freeland. Enough. 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 How are you, uh, Cindy? I'm doing very well. How are you, Dave? I'm well. I'm well. Better for your. Uh, I'll tell you who else here. is well. I'm well. We're up three two. <laughs> I'll tell you who else. David Wells. He threw a perfect game in Yankee Stadium. The greatest place you could ever be. Any day, night, or week. Twenty four seven, three sixty five. <laughs> Boom. Next story. Okay, all the way across the Atlantic Ocean from us in London. Or you could UK. take the Pacific and just go the other way. That's right. Well, that's true. You could. Yeah, people right. always say across the Atlantic, but technically you you're right, You could go the Pacific, Cindy. too. We're on the West Coast. Your thing is math, but Also good at also, geography. You also yeah. know your global. I freaking Amerigo Vespucci uh, next to me here. Way to go. go. all the way around if you want to see if you want to see more of the big blue marble. <laughs> Wait, round? I thought it was flat. <laughs> okay, Kyrie. Well, you would know. You would know, Hank. We have a lot to talk about. Here he is, uh, our resident Miami Dolphins fan, over in London uh, for this weekend's tilt between the Cardinals and Rams. Here he is, everybody. It's Handsome Hank. Enough. Enough. I should have let that one go, but I don't know. It's uh, Do people – like, I wonder if you run into Daniel Craig or Pierce Brosnan over there in London, Handsome. Do people like, oh, another James Bond, like another one in the uh, in the I long would assume lineage. so, right? Yeah. Do you like yeah, to yeah. tell war yeah, stories? Yeah, that's what, that's what Dan Craig, what, when I ran into him in a Dan pub last Craig. night, that's what he said. <laughs> Tim Dalton. I was with Danny last Tim night. Tim Dalton. Danny Craig. Yeah. I don't George. care what the media <laughs> says. You're the greatest Bond ever, my sweet son. <laughs> Why is Danny? she on? Huh? Why didn't we get her mom? His mom. I know. Where is Handsome's mom already? My, I thought that was her right now. He's more handsome than Pierce Brosnan and Daniel Craig put together. Brilliant. It's true. Handsome, how Thanks, are you? Mom. 
as always, providing us as we play uh, Where in the World is Handsome Hank. He's in London uh, again. Oh, he's not in a foam finger factory? No one no one introduces us <laughs> to his native it. soil better than Handsome Hank uh, introduces us to his. Look at that. Once again, from London, showing off the sights to us. Behind him, a what appears to be a styrofoam wall filled with, uh, with fingers. What is that? Foam fingers. Foam fingers. Where are you? Everyone, I'm in the I'm in the NFL's office in London, and uh, one of the rooms. The NFL fans in the UK particularly enjoy the foam finger. Who doesn't? And so this is a room dedicated to foam fingers. That's a big thing with the. Uh... Or it's or it's his mom's. Oh basement. yeah. <laughs> or it's his mom's basement. Hanson, love... pull back the curtain for your mates. <laughs> Are those uh, actual... back on the colony? Let them know the truth. Are those actual foam fingers from actual games? Like, do they do commemorative foam fingers for all the football games in London or now? Do they say to bring your own? I think that, yeah, I think there may have been foam fingers for one, at least one of the London okay. games. No, these ones have uh, facts written on about ah. the NFL in the UK. So the ones behind me, the green one says, you can see all 32 team jerseys at NFL, any NFL London game. That's accurate. Yeah, uh, the one fans over wear their here favorite team. Asks the question: Which One Directioner, which I guess is someone from One Direction, has a Green Bay Packers tattoo? I don't know the answer to that. It's uh, it's um, um, that the Nigel guy. Nigel, <laughs> is there a Nigel? Yeah, Nigel. Yep. Nigel was your favorite. My favorite mate of yours when you went secondary school. <laughs> Story of my life. He's got. Yeah, he's right there, right over his nipple. Handsome. <laughs> let's uh, let's get to some business here. You know what? I like to yes. jag around as much as the next guy. But he's got drinking to do. He's this got warm football. beer to consume. Exactly. Do they pour? Yeah, do they yeah, pour? Yeah, my beer's Guinness? getting warmer. I would think that uh, that the NFL offices do have a uh, Guinness draft, right? They yeah. they must. There, there isn't, there is no tap here. Ah, oh, that's disappointing. That's too I'd bad. Like to think yeah. there were. What is the official beer of London? If you had to say there was one beer that, mo- like we would say here, it's probably Budweiser uh, or Bud Light is the. Sadly, that's well, not sadly, but I mean that's just the reality. It's the most consumed beer in America, right? So yeah. Well, you know what? I don't think that's actually true anymore. Really? I don't think, but I, I might. It's be not wrong Bud Light. About. I thought it was. I don't Bud know. Light. I think Bud Light. Yeah, is. Bud Light, like Bud, by, uh, not Budweiser. Yeah. So what? Oh, would that- we're getting skinnier here in America. <laughs> yeah. What would that Less beer Bud be in heavy. London? I'm gonna guess. If, Wait, if, let's take a okay, guess. Did yeah. you say handsome? Did you just answer? He didn't say it. No, oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't answer yet. I'm gonna guess. Do you have a guess, money? I don't. I'm, I'm going with harp. old English. See, I, I don't think they would do harp and bass anymore. I, I think that those days are long gone. Really? You ready for this? Yeah. I'm gonna. Heineken. I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna actually guess. Uh, I'm going to guess Sam Adams. No, wait a second. The most consumed <laughs> like beer in London. I bet you the most. <laughs> I had to take the shot. The most consumed beer in England. Uh, really must be Guinness. It's got to be. If it's based on number no. of... It's not. No? Just because really? of the Irish. No, no. Guinness is Irish. I know yeah, it is. So so Guinness is Irish. Yeah, but that's like saying we're um, Canadian. Oh, is it Smithix? Is it Smithix? Smithix. Uh, Smithix. I think it will be... I think it... I don't know the answer. I think it will be <laughs> I a I wish log, everyone saw it that. It probably be a European one. Like, it might be Stella Artois or something uh, like that. would be the most yeah. consumed beer. Really? So but if you're saying, like, what is the beer that represents London, there's a there's a, there's a, a nice ale called London Pride, which is delicious. And that you find that in every almost every oh. pub in London, I Why would say. Why don't you bring us... And that, uh... that's... That's the London. That's the London. Does it taste like it, every? It doesn't travel well. It doesn't travel. Ah, it doesn't, huh? You got to pour it. Does um? Does everything kind of taste like Heineken? You know, is, is like every Pilsner just kind of the same over there? I, I noticed that when I traveled. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this this tastes yep. a lot like Heineken. That's uh, pretty much what we got going. 
right. Yeah, that's, I mean, that, those don't have much of a taste. Let's yeah. do it then. Let's do let's something. Do it. Let's do some important business. Before we let him let, go. Let's start the red challenge flag a little bit early this week and uh, and do the game that Handsome is there to to behold with his mates, the Cardinals and the Rams. Do you, you don't have a write-up on this one, Emma VP, do you? No? Okay, no TV Guide preview over there. Uh, Channel 4 doesn't uh, doesn't pick up our stuff over there. Okay. Or BB, I don't know. That's the only – BBC and Channel 4. Those are your two ch- Sky, channels. Sky, right? So, yeah, more sports. channels now. I think they got the Sky there's, Sports. There's a few more channels, but yeah. but you've you've covered you've covered most of them. I'm ready, by the way, handsome. If you want to put in good word for me with uh, Sky Sports, I see you putting everybody. Oh, else. they would love to have you on there. I'm I sure. I know. The around the Pittsburgh NFL now. guys are on every week. Um. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. You know. Really? Were you afraid? Were they afraid on? to ask? I know those guys they're... are on. And yeah. Sheck's well, not. I mean, I don't know why they. I don't know why the, hang, the British guys didn't hang, want Sheck on. England, hang, hey, let me tell you about my Patriots. Rosie. Yeah, that's you oh. guys. Uh. Hey, I don't know. I've never been across the sea, but I'd love to get there someday. Meantime, I'll hang out here at Satrials and eat another Italian beef. Boom, Hanzus. All right. <laughs> Hey, I'm Chris Wesley. This is yeah. no Tybee Island. I'll, I'll be here on the UK island, but I like well Island Tybee. All right, I can't do a Sessler. Let's get to it. Here we go. Sessler, the, to me, this is going in Cessna's See if you can do it. He speaks in Morse code? Just because Sess uh, is just kind of your down-the-middle, nondescript voice, whereas Anzus has got that, here I am in a room full of heroes. Let's get it rolling. And then, you know. <laughs> Rosie. <laughs> I don't make comes fun in of my coworkers because with your I'm Rosie so nice. voice, you know, and then there's Sess. Uh, just... I don't know. That's Browns. 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 Belichick will figure out the defense by November. I don't know. Let's look at my QB index. I don't know. I don't know. And then every now and then it becomes. But ultimately, he gets angry every episode. Sessler to me is much more of a like a a Kerouac. Like he. Oh yeah. He he issues these turns of phrase that are golden and distinctive, and I like his. It's a. I feel like it's a more reflective kind of tone of voice that he takes. I've got to say this to hmm. you, Dan. That kind of thing, you know. You're right. Some whimsy. I'm just Some being whimsy mean. in that. You're 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 more accurate. I'm I'm being mean. All That's right. That's all. Let's do it. Red you're challenge flag. Red challenge flag picks. Hey, another one. Woo. Ooh. <laughs> I always forget what yes, I'm supposed you do. to you say. You know why? Because you didn't really mean to say it. You were put on the spot <laughs> in the moment. Funny. Do we want Handsome to choose here? Or no, do you why want, don't you choose? You so want me to throw, make the yeah, choice. so he can throw a flag. You. All all right. Right. Hold on. Let me settle in in case you have to let me know if you want to throw the flag. All right, Hank? So I'm going to settle in underneath okay, yeah, you. Yeah. Hold on. Here we go. Red challenge flag pick. London edition. Cardinals. Rams. Damashek. Choose. Damashek chooses the Arizona Cardinals. What? Anybody want to throw the challenge flag? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, so I don't have any hands, so I'm going to spit one at you. <laughs> <laughs> I just hit you right in the nose. I hit you right in the nose with my challenge Thank flag. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, handsome. The floor is yours. Why are the Rams going to win this game? 
The Rams are going to win this game because the Rams, I think I think they're going to, last week we saw the Cardinals, they played really well. They were able to score a bunch of points on offense, but I think the Rams are going to be able to keep them off the field, keep that dangerous uh, Adrian Peterson-led offense off the field um, by by using their own running back, Todd Gurley, to, to eat up some clock and, uh, and to get them some points. Um, Money, you didn't weigh in on this game. How say you? Here's uh... – <clears throat> I'm going to step aside from the uh, battlefield, the uh, field of play, the gridiron, if you will, and mm. think about the particular Between the lines. The logistics. Pater. Of, of what we're looking mm. at in this game, okay? Uh, Hank can attest as a man who has now been in London for the second time. The older you get, the more unforgiving that flight is. It will wreak havoc ha. in your body. And you got the oldest team in the NFL Coming all the way from the West Coast. They did not have an East Coast game last week. They were playing at their home stadium. They got to take that, whatever, 10-hour, 12-hour flight to London. Those old bones are going to be creaky. And as we heard before we get on the air, you know, when you're a young guy and you're not tied to anything, you're wide-eyed, you're like, hey, man, we're going we're gonna to hit the town. We're going to enjoy this London thing. That's the Rams, the third youngest team in the NFL, the old guys. I miss my house. I miss my dog. I miss my backyard whirlpool, my barbecue. This London stuff's for the birds. Pardon the pun. That's why the Rams are going to win. It's all in the mindset. Boy, you've really, hey, Marty, you've really one, turned one me thing, around on that. I legitimately, that's a the, great the point. The Cardinals actually got in here on Tuesday. On Tuesday. Yeah, they've been here all week. So the, the jet lag for them, they might be over it, whereas the Rams still haven't got on their flight. They're, they will be here tomorrow morning. It's Thursday now. They'll be here on Friday morning. But they're young. They're young and they're, they're young, high, and they're excited and they're going to see the sights and the Cardinals are just going to – they're going to be like Hank. They're going to be in a room with foam fingers on the wall just going, <laughs> when, does, when are we wheels up heading back to the desert? I got to get back to that happy hour where it's 103 out and everybody's smoking on a patio. I miss Arizona. <laughs> I mean, this is some keen analysis that's uh, that's really hard to refute. Cindy Freeland, go ahead. I think we saw the Adrian Peterson kind of like smoke and mirrors, right? They got it to work. DJ Fluker's back. It was that a left- fun splash, yes. That was a fun splash. It's nice to see him again, right? Like Adrian Peterson running really well. But the left side of the line, you got DJ Fluker back. That's a big deal. That left tackle, it's a big upgrade. And if you look at what they've done on first down and their ability to earn four more yards on first down this season, they being the Cardinals, they were 30th going into this game. So 30th, that's you know third worst in the league at earning four or more yards on first down. The left side of the line was where all of the damage, where the majority of the damage was done. So when you see, okay, that's on tape now, they're not going to let that happen. When you have Aaron Donald and Michael Brockers, like this is not going to be able to, this is not going to be an Adrian Peterson game. My math doesn't think so. I don't, I think we saw a nice splash, but that was a defense that was more susceptible to that. Then. I hear your noise and I certainly noise. don't think Adrian Peterson. <laughs> Technically a, it was noise. Great. I do not think I do not think Adrian Peterson is going to play that way against Aaron Donald. If you've been watching him, once again, right. the latest and perhaps best example of the lack of need for training camp for high-end players, Aaron Donald, dominant, just dominant week in and week out. I feel like collectively, though, this has nothing to do with what we've seen to this point. It just has to do with me being a snob of not believing in certain teams just yet. I mean, I Goff need, has not been great the last two weeks. He I need a, a larger body of evidence here before I sign off. And against that secondary, I know Pat Pete's having some physical issues this week. But I do think that that defense has better pieces than what they've shown to this point in the season. They can. There's only uh, up to go from where they've been uh, to start the season. And, I, I again, this is lame reasoning. It's not reasoning at all. I just – if the Rams win this one, then they're for real. 
This is a big game yeah. for the L.A. Rams. They win this one. Now it's like, all right, this team might win the division. If they don't, they're right in the mix for the playoffs. They just about had the Seahawks beat two weeks ago. It doesn't sound right to me yet. The 2017 Rams are really a viable team to I be was, competing I'm in January. You. No. I, I didn't get the Sean McVay thing. I uh, poo-pooed that left and right. I talked about him sounding like a Tony Robbins motivational speech. These players aren't going to respect him, and all you hear coming out of there well, is you know, how much they respect him, I how they feel like yeah. they're the most I, Listen, team. I'll, I'll eat crow. I think Same here. Only, I think there's only two players um, older than him, so it does help that he's on a team that skews that is a lot younger. So I, I do think – because I don't disagree with you. I think that if you – Went to the Arizona. If he Cardinals. were on the Cardinals, it would right. not. Right. Like I don't know it if it would be. Yeah. It had the same. Oh, by the way, yeah, that's a. But that, you've got that's Wade as well. You've got Wade. Wade. You've got Wade in there, right. who's who's the other end, and of course right. he he gets the respect of everyone on the team. Right. Um, yeah. Well, we'll. I mean, you know, on the uh, on the other hand, on Sunday night, uh, the Cardinals could be boarding the plane, and, um, and and they could suddenly be, oh, here come the Cardinals all of a sudden, and that could be the storyline. And I do really think that that defense, like I say, the absence of Calais Campbell was a major obstacle to overcome. But I, I, if if you look at what they still have there, that should be a a, a better performing defense over there. True, Cindy, or no? Yes, true. I, my, uh, you know, you don't buy that. I like, I, I like the hybrid pieces they have all over the field on defense. They are with Dale Buchanan and Tyron Matthew, and I mean, you still have Dansby there. I mean, certainly that Chandler Jones, who's been a just seems like something that'll yes, confuse every the level, kid. That just something. seems like sixteen well, will be out there. Yeah. And- the, see, here's here's where that here's where you hear my hesitation. It's in the O line. The, the Rams' O-line is very – I mean, they're very, very good. They've improved significantly solid. this season. So I just don't think that Sean McVay is going to put Jared Goff in a situation to be confused by those different pieces. If you and I see that it's a hybrid and they are showing multiple fronts, there's no way, you know, Sean McVay is missing that. So that's why you hear my hesitation because they are a good defense, but I'm, I'm not entirely sure that, you know, th- this offense has a lot of different fundamental pieces, including getting the tight end involved, things like that, that are just, you know – kind of a dagger in the well and conversely just that I mean just okay so what's what's the most who's the most dominant player on the Rams defense Donald okay and where does he rush from middle okay so if he's coming right right up the gut what is what does Carson Palmer now have to do that stuff he's got he's got to move he doesn't get to climb the pocket and that's where you know he's fine evading pressure when it comes from the edges he can step out climb that ladder can't do that. He's not a guy that's going to be rolling right or rolling left. That's no. just, you know, not at 37. It doesn't ha- Unless he's got a rascal hiding back there that he can hop on and scoot. It ain't going to happen. <laughs> I was like, who's a rascal? Like, Andre Alex. Like, who? I was like, I was like, who's a rascal? It would not, I wouldn't intimidate it, the foes necessarily, but many of those Cardinals could rightly ride a rascal out onto the field. It would, right? it would bemuse the opponents, at least. They'd, for the first quarter, they'd be like, did you see the old guys Come on, on the rascal? Great. Yeah, right. Yeah. Anyway, handsome, you ride a rascal around because. Uh, Haskell. As Hold we on. know, you're already uh-huh. drunk. Haskell. A Haskell. <laughs> bid adieu. Goodbye, Hanson. <laughs> <laughs> You've got some sort of a condition there. You got hands like Donald Trump there, handsome Hank. All right. <laughs> That's no politics, my man. Small hands creep me no out. No politics. Get off it. Smell like cabbage. <laughs> I didn't know that that counted as politics. All right. Handsome, have a uh, a grand time over Did there you in your homeland. Enjoy the football game, and then we'll see you next week. All right. See you guys. There you go. See you, Hank. Handsome. Off into the London night. All right. Now in 66, just the three of us. I think he's going to be back just with us again next week, us. by the way, from London. Just As we hurtle towards a Yankees-Dodgers World Series, which 
it gets me excited as a fan of sports history, somebody who uh, who uh, who sort of vibes to those sorts of uh, tentpole events in in our sports wow, that's fandom live. Vibes, tentpoles. We're going buzzwords today, huh? I don't, is that what those count? Up. Buzzwords anyway. Um, I, by the way, mentioned that on Twitter on Wednesday night, and Rich Eisen promptly scolded me for uh, for apparently cursing his team. Check Who's this. his team? Yeah, the Yankees. But oh, they are. Check this with the sports gods. I think since I'm a dispassionate viewer, I don't think I have the ability to curse a series. You don't right? have emotional equity. Right. So, therefore, I can't jinx anything. Yeah, I think that's – I'm not rooting either way. I think, that, I think that's – Actually, that's not true. You totally jinxed it. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> no. then I have to wear Ridiculous. Sorry. Sorry, uh, Dodgers fans. I yeah. blew it for you. Sorry, uh, Yanks <laughs> fans. You're going to make history as the only NL team to lose. What is the best – uh, championship round, and I don't mean championship games, AFC, NFC. I mean championship round, the one for the trophy. What's the greatest rivalry in sports history? Lakers, Celtics. Lakers, Celtics. Steelers and Cowboys have played in three Super Bowls. The um, the Yanks and Dodgers have played multiple from Brooklyn and New York days all the way through the 70s were marked. I don't know if you were. It's the 70s. Were, were you old enough uh, for that uh, money? Did that, uh, no. did that mean it? The first World Series it, I it, remember watching were those Dodgers-Yankees ones, and then they met again in 81. Yeah, I was, I was not old enough. 81 I remember, but I do not Steve remember. Steve Howe. Yes, Steve Howe. What's your favorite one, Cindy? Is it bad that my favorite one is like a not a – like What, Cavs-Golden State? Could be that one. No. I, I guess I just Pens think like wings. Well, yeah, pens wings. There we go. Done. Back. Pens wings. I don't know. I really like the 2004 uh, Pistons and Lakers, but that's. <laughs> that's <not laughs> I mean, that, hey, they played twice. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. I don't, I don't no, I any... actually. I can't. I know that it's not like World Series or whatever, but I mean, it, it doesn't get much Wait, better. They than they played Red three Sox. times. That's a good one, actually. The mad. Uh, or Pistons. Did no. No, the they Pistons didn't. No, yeah, no. they didn't beat no, no, the no. Lakers. To it's win their like country. to me, nothing's close to Lakers Celtics. It's not even close. I don't know Yankees I mean, Red Sox. I know of... it's not. I know it's it's all. In well, their no, own. but just championship. Round. I know, but championship round. Well, that's um, a different kind. Yeah, I'd like. I to guess get you could also now. do. You could do Giants and Patriots. Re- good one. Recently, you know, Dave Lozo floated that one on Twitter when I flew. Uh, good job, Dave Lozo. Yeah, Mister Hockey Twins. Um. All right, let's. Uh, well, so what else did we want to talk about here? Uh, we talked with Handsome. What's this spaghetti oh, thing? Spaghetti has a list here. Get to me already, would you? Why am I waiting? I'm from number one. You know what I did this I'm morning? I'm from the capital of the world. What am I waiting oh, for? Gosh. What am I playing second this fiddle to Mr. English? Look at my pecs. I did incline bench <laughs> this morning. And then I ate a loaf of bread because I burned calories. <laughs> no, he eats just pure, like, the egg, you know. That's what eggs. I do. I lifted the equivalent of three Dave Rigettis this morning. <laughs> Boom. Ready to roll. Take that, Astros. Spaghetti, what's your list here? The worst things fans can do. What is this? Me and you were uh, watching the Yankees game, and you made fun of me for throwing my hand up because it was a pop fly. <laughs> and it was my instinctual <laughs> reaction. Pan of corn. There it is. So get the scene here. Okay. On TV. We're sitting there, uh, you know, and uh, working at our little uh, computers and so on, and Spaghetti is distracted. Of Spaghetti. Course, because his heroes uh, from the Bronx are, are toiling with uh, the gang from Houston, and someone hits a pop fly on the Strohs, and Spaghetti from his desk, from his cubicle, points. I said, what? what I, I, I thought something like somebody just hit a home run. I, I turn around. Oh, did Aaron Judge just? No, wait. It was a pop-up? Yeah, I gotta let them know. Uh, 
can of corn. 5,000 miles away, spaghetti's alerting the I, Yanks. I got to help my guys. <laughs> yeah. It was just – I was locked in, and it was just a, an instinctual reaction. I felt like my arm could somehow stop that ball from leaving the park. It was instinctual. I, I forgot that I wasn't out there on the uh, out the out there on the diamond with my guy, which, which he's never been. I love the idea of, of spaghetti, like, buying his tickets to Yankee Stadium. Here's what I like to do. I sit on the foul lines, and if it's one of our guys, I yell at the fans, get out of the way. That's a play that needs to – get out of the way, everybody up there. And then if it's the other team, I get in the middle of it all, and I mix it up, and I get my guys an extra out. That's what I do. Spaghetti tackles fans who are trying to catch a, a foul ball. Be, be honest. Leave it be! Have you ever had that? Have you ever had that? Brocious would have gotten that one! Have you ever had that daydream that you saved the Yankees by tackling a fan that would have interfered with a foul ball like Bartman did? No, right, I, that's I, a Twitter. That's a, or that's a Cubs thing. I mean, that, yeah. That's like the kind of the origin of this okay. list because like I don't do anything that's out of ordinary at a game. I'm, I think I'm a pretty <laughs> good fan in the desk. stadium. Only, Only when, when I'm at my desk, desk. Lo- yeah, locked into the ALCS. Well, let me uh, let me challenge you on that. You don't do anything weird. Do you have you ever been at a ball game and removed your shirt? No. Oh, really? I'm very surprised by that, and I'm pleasantly. Surprised Where'd you go to college, that. Spaghetti? BU. Yeah, I guess maybe not the type of football fans that are just that hockey. Are really, yeah. Hockey. Oh yeah, never, never in the but arena. You know, uh, wait, during the wait. Frozen Four, never took the shirt off in there. No, I'm not. Bean pot, no. BC, and B. Even then, no, did not, not remove the top. No. no. How about that, the top. BU. That's where I went. <laughs> I did it. I I went there. I'm not sorry. I did it. It was hell to see how the other half lives. I wouldn't say I enjoyed myself. It was a treat to get back to NYC. Boom. You know what I did? I bearded the lion in its den. That's <laughs> what I did by going to BU. It's an idiom. Look it up. Now, Spaghetti, tell us some more about the fans All right, that here you we find go. annoying to see at the ball yes. game. Well, a couple that I've witnessed and that – always stuck in my mind i think the funniest one is the guy who brings on the the headphones with the radio to hear the radio call of the football oh, game that was my old man and he uh, he did that oh he uh, always uh, he no. always had the old school i don't think even kids would even know what the radio up with the one headphone no he had the uh, the old school headphones like oh, he was an air ra- traffic right the radio built in with the head, yeah, and I, I, it was always weird to me. And we also would bring, and I, and I haven't really thought about this spaghetti. Now that you bring it up, the old man also used to always bring binoculars, and then it was a real treat to get How the binoculars. How far away were you sitting? We were, like, we weren't actually in the stadium. Oh no, we um. <laughs> We, yeah, I don't know. We were in the upper deck, you know. Got it. Which is the place to be for football, in my opinion. I don't, oh, I don't I, like I'm to not... be down low. I like to be up high. Right, I know. I, uh, I bring binoculars, too, but they're called booze-nocculars. And you just <laughs> unscrew one of the eye and there you go, the sweet syrup down the throat. <laughs> sweet syrup. I like the uh, – and by like, I mean I, I, I like to condescend to the guy – who is a grown-up, you understand. They understand the, the defense guy – what this guy is. He's a grown man, you understand. He's and got he, children with him. And he's and he's saying, uh, okay, so we have tickets to the big game tomorrow, and I want to make my impact as a uh, as a person in the stands. So uh, let's run over to the uh, to the five and dime and get some cardboard. And then we'll cut it out into one part of it into a big D. Okay, I'm following you. And then you. the other half we're going to turn into a fence. This okay. is, will take – all told, if we paint it and everything, this will take us 90 minutes, 120 minutes of our lives. And now 
like every other human being, I'm mortal. And I'm never going to get those 120 minutes <laughs> back. Now I'm going to carry that into the stadium, and I'm going to show it, even though for 30 years other human beings have already made that little visual pun joke thing about defense. And I'm going to do that, and I hope that other people, in fact, tens of thousands of other people, see me doing that. And follow my lead. The fence. Weird the move. Fence, yeah. Weird. Um, I see it on your list here, Spaghetti. I'm going to go ahead and take on the face paint. Um, because this, this to me, is number one, and there is a sizable gap between face paint and everybody else. <laughs> and here's why. Risk, That's reward. Right. That's right. You know, the risk is so high because there is nothing better. There really is nothing. And even it is the team that I am rooting for, if I get to see face paint guy walking out with his head hanging, it is my favorite thing in all of sports fandom. There's 57 year old more. Husky guy in his favorite player's jersey, face painted. Half green, half white, like blue, white, whatever it might be. Yes, walking out, chin leaning yes. at the top of his chest, <laughs> hopes and dreams dashed. Hangover setting in. That's you that. sound like Teddy uh, Teddy KGB there. You had it all, right? <laughs> and, uh, is, it is your future right there. It is. <laughs> maybe it makes me a jerk. In fact, I oh, know it does. I am with you hundred percent. So Nothing great. delights me more in this day <laughs> than and age. Sad face painted. Sad guy face painted in costume leaving the stadium after a loss. I love that. You love it. Yes, it makes me laugh very hard. <laughs> inside. So, I won't do it outwardly to so, humiliate him, but on the inside, I am laughing. Steal it. I walk out of Heinz Field if I see that, like, well, <laughs> it looks good to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> this is distracting me from my own personal torment right now as I see you, sir. So, for me, this one on here is the over-explainer of rules to significant other. <laughs> see that? I can see how that one jumps out at you there, uh, Cynthia. Why? That one makes me want to poke my eyeballs out. I also think you can extend this to males trying to overexplain everything to females. By virtue of just sitting there, I'm I'm a very like I'm pretty quiet fan. I don't like yell. I'm not like I just kind of like kind of I'm like, "Oh, like mm -hmm. I'm engaged, but I'm not like a loud fan." And people will be like, "Hey, just so you know, that's the running back." Thank you. And I'll be like, "Thanks. Got it." And they'll Appreciate be like, it. "Hey, um when they line up like that, they're going to throw the ball. Now, wait a second. Actually, you Got reminded it. me of the opposite thing, which is, and I experienced this as recently as the AFC title game against the Patriots, January of 2005, one degree at kickoff. Um, <laughs> and and uh, the Steelers are down 21 to three at halftime. But this is just the latest example of a lifetime of right. this happening to me with my sister Amy at, uh, at games. If somebody is happens to be has the temerity to be at a Pittsburgh sporting event but not know something about what's happening out there oh, with with our teams like who's that playing right wing for uh with with Lemieux out there my sister gets disgusted like oh. you don't know Robbie Brown how do, if you don't know Robbie Brown then you shouldn't have your ticket like we'll say that doesn't doesn't mutter it <laughs> Says it out loud. so that they hear it. <laughs> Good for her. 2005, January oh, at halftime. Everybody is in a foul mood and not just because of the weather. People shivering. Two uh, two yins are sitting sit, seated behind us like, dude, 
maybe it's time to get Roethlisberger out of there. Put in that they should go to the backup QB because I don't think Roethlisberger has it today. My sister said, maybe you guys should just go home. Maybe you shouldn't stay for the second half. I need like, to why am I gonna take? Why am I going to take a beating? Why do I have to take the beating That's for so you? Good. I love it. I hear uh, <laughs> Spaghetti, do you want to weigh in? This is your list. I, feel, I don't want to jump right. you here if you want to share something specific. No, I, I'm glad you guys are taking it and running with it. The one I think that hurts – Really badly, and especially you this set year. the table like Ricky Henderson used to for the <laughs> for the. Uh, for, uh, don't even know. Just go ditch. Uh, know, speaking of uh, the special syrup, imagine if you're a fan who pays all this money for a ticket, a parking pass, for food at the tailgate, food in the stadium, Stuff's drinks in the stadium, expensive in New York, and then <laughs> and then you're passed out from the alcohol before the like. The opening kickoff for the oh, first pitch. Oh yeah, there's right, nothing worse than you're spending three, four hundred dollars yeah. easily. Totally Drunk guy smart. can't handle his booze. Uh, here's, we once left. Uh, I was at a Grateful Dead show in Indianapolis, and Matt Money. Deer I Creek. Think, I Deer Creek. I think you and I stumbled into the fact that you and I both happened to be at that same same show. show. I, it was like ninety one, maybe. I, I think, think was, ninety, right? Ninety or ninety one? Did we decide? I think it was ninety one. Yes, you're right. It was not. I'm not. I, whichever the date was, and it was a glorious day. It was really a, a heavenly day. But uh, yeah, the guy we were with, uh, we left him in the car yeah. for the show. He per- just, he perfectly normal. <laughs> perfectly <laughs> this, normal at this. This show. seems a shame. Uh, here, I'd like you all to weigh in, and, and please feel free to judge. I have to say one more thing. The other guy who spends all that money all the time, everything else, but there are three minutes left in the game, and it's a close game. Like, we We're better out. beat oh. traffic. What are We're you out. doing? What, what, why'd you do all this? I know. What was here. the point of the oh entire day if you're leaving now? Anyway, go so ahead. So I will not do this, uh, and this goes back to my days when I was traveling a lot, and I would have to entertain clients in various cities, and I would do that by using my corporate card to purchase tickets to athletic events because hey why not entertain the client i'm gonna take him to the game in town and we're gonna have a good time together and unbeknownst to that person and i don't know why i found this so entertaining but i did whenever the timeout came around and the music got on i would stand up and start shaking it like <laughs> nobody's to, to their great horror it would always entertain me but i could tell that it was a 50 50 split some people in the section uh, were <laughs> horrified by my actions, and others were like, yeah, look at this stiff white guy trying to dance. This is great. <laughs> it got to a point once where I was at a dance-off at a Knicks. You went to a Knicks game in Atlanta? I was at a Knicks game. My beloved Knickerbockers. And I, uh, I was dancing my ass off so great that I ended up winning a case of Sprite for everybody in our row. <laughs> but where do you come out on the Sprite. fan who, when the music gets going, decides to stand up and start shaking it a little bit? I am amused by it. If that's what that soul, I live in a free country. I'm, I do that if you want to do it. Just don't be surprised do you like if it I or laugh. Do you not like it. I mean, I'm fine with it. It depends the spirit, and and usually I I can read people and their intentions pretty well. And so if I read that this is for the sake of murder, then then, then I'm with you. Yeah, listen, if you've had a few too many and you want to go up and goof. (laughs) Why not, right? Do that as well. You want to go up and goof. What I resent is when you expect me to play ball. Don't tell me what I have to do. It's the same thing as, like, remember the Blue Man Group phenomenon? They terrified me. Blue Man is so great. It's so much fun. They interact with the audience. Well, listen, I didn't come to see your show so I could be a part of it. Go ahead. Do your thing, all right? Do your show. Don't come out to the crowd and make that the big climax of the thing. Oh, they they brought me. They Oh, they grabbed me. Like, if you touch me, I'm going to – it's a felony. 
blue man. Don't get near me. Same thing with the wave guy. Don't give me the stink guy. I, I understand it's the greatest achievement of your adult life that you started, started the wave. wave. But that guy makes me feel sad for him and his other achievements or lack thereof. And don't give me the stink guy. Now, the guy who refuses to participate in the wave is a curmudgeon that I also don't care for. Right. Listen, we can I have go one on that I need, I need one to bring up because we need to bring okay. a female perspective to I this podcast say this. right now. Do you want to say, I'm going to let you go on this one, Cindy. Let the lady speak. Let me speak. <laughs> and that's, that's another, that's, oh, yeah, that's a great one. Is the guy who oh, gets gosh. to be, is, is the guy who plays hero. Oh, right. The guy who plays hero for all of uh, the female population. Right. Let the lady walk through. Yeah, you got it. I'll just oh, wait. I'm not going right now. This is my no least favorite one. But let me just say, this is our last one because last I, feel one. Like, I feel like spaghetti has- And because I'm the most special, so I get to go last. Spaghetti has uh, brought in a fascinating subject matter that I think we'll uh, not be able to cover in its entirety on this DDFP. Let's make it a weekly. <laughs> so- hey, I'm here to help you out. That's what I'm, I'm from the capital of the universe. No wonder I came up with a good idea for you. I've been inspired by the all-time greats. Larry Johnson, have you ever seen a four-point play before? Now you did. Take it. Um, you know who show up once a week? Charles Smith. Because he didn't show up every night, you bum. <laughs> that may work in some towns, but not in this one. Get out of Manhattan. Who needs you? Uh, um, I promised I wasn't going to do it again this week. Let's. Uh, uh, you know who doesn't enjoy the New York thing so much? Emma VP. Oh, really? Uh, Emma VP's like, yeah, move on. It goes on okay. too long. Is I it believe, too much? Is it too much, Emma VP? I believe Cynthia has one more. Yeah, I do. Okay. One more, and the then we'll pick this up. Speak. But I do want to say, hashtag DDFP, worst fans. Let's uh, okay. keep these examples going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like these. Go ahead. Um, well, especially here in L.A., I've been lucky to go to both a Rams and a Chargers game, and I've seen way too much couples, girls, like in game, in game, in game like, selfies, and you just in, did the selfie, and, and you're like, stop! Like, just what? We there's a plenty of stops. Like, there's halftime. There's a bajillion stops in the game. Chill out. Oh, here's me in the first quarter. Wait, I want to take a picture. I want to take a picture of you taking yeah! your selfie. I want to take a picture of you doing that. Don't do this. There it is. I got it. Yeah, that's a good one. Don't face. do this. Right. Um, but it is funny. Don't. Why do why, why is that a thing with women in the 21st century who take selfies? What the 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 so-called duck lips? What is that? I honestly don't know. I I do. What? I look better with duck lips. <laughs> See? <laughs> See? I look a lot. Is that better what people lips. think? This is a like that's that's what I'm told. Look? They're like, hey, you I understand duck lips if you sh- I understand because you did the thing where you held the camera up over your head. Right? Oh, you have to go from high. Right, because it always go from my chin. Right, I get that. Right, I'm Damashek's vain enough to be in on that trip. Right, but no I don't get the duck lip. Hashtag no gobble. Yeah, right. I do it to show off my traps. <laughs> <laughs> Eat your heart out, Jimmy Lairitz. Ah, just kidding with you. I love you, babe. Um, <laughs> That's the best. All right, let's get it over before we make our red challenge flag uh, picks here. Let's uh, one of our favorites to ever shadow uh, Studio sixty six, James Jones, formerly of the Packers, anyone up to the Raiders. Now he toils here at the NFL. Matter of fact, we got to get him up here for a visit at some we point. We do in the Studio sixty six because, if for no other reason, he's one of the best smelling human beings I've ever been. Hmm. What's he smelling? Haven't sniffed him. No, I, he, is it a Kalogna? Yeah, yeah, he's oh, got he's got some scent. Oh. Before he goes, I guess what I caught Spaghetti doing uh, yesterday at his cubicle when he wasn't alerting his teammates to (laughs) to to, pop-ups. At his cubicle in the middle of the day, all of a sudden, like, wait, what is that? What is that? Oh, there's cologne. 
Spaghetti put cologne on himself <laughs> at his desk. <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> What's wrong with a little dash of cool water? <laughs> Time out. I did not do that. Draconoir, babe. Cool water. That was like a terrible Axe body spray smell. I, I did not do that. I barely wear cologne. I have it. I told you, Burberry Sport at home. I will bring it in. I will spray the Every bottles. now and then, it's a squirt of eternity. Nothing wrong with that. Why would I apply uh, a cologne I don't know. at work? Why, why would you, Spaghetti? I'm not trying to impress you or anyone. It's, I don't care what I smell like. It, that, that was not me. That was somebody getting their, like, their wardrobe done, and they walked by, and it was uh, a, a, a breeze of cologne. That was you know who mine. used to wear Liz Claiborne? Tino Martinez. That's who. If it's good enough for him, it's good enough for me. Poor Sully's down in the dumps. Let me give him a little pick-me-up by uh, letting him smell delicious spaghetti. Alone <laughs> at his cubicle. Uh, Boy, I don't know if it was. Sorry, spaghetti. Emma. For the record, I, I don't know if it was spaghetti, but I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> <laughs> I was just Emma VP. Do you think it was spaghetti? No, I don't. All right, so you let's know what get I to smell it. like the Hudson, the trash on 42nd <laughs> Street, and a urine-stained gutter. Delicious. That's what I smell like, and Delicious. I'm proud of it. The best smell in the world. The streets of New York City. All right. <laughs> Let's hear from James Jones, who uh, who uh, caught up with our sideline reporter, Savvy. Take it away, Savvy. Okay, so catching up with James Jones here in the green room. You know, he took off the, the cheetah print shirt that he was wearing on Players Only, but we're, we got to teach Dave about some style. What kind of style tips do you have for him? Because he wears wrinkled plaid shirts. Yeah, and I be seeing him on TV. And, oh, okay. you know, he be wrinkled up. He don't really got a lot of swag to him. Um, but I think that's learned, though. And then he, he was kind of taught to, you know, blue jacket, khakis, you know what I mean? So, you know, but he do need to iron it because I be looking and, and he be wrinkled. And we got people right here that could press his stuff out and stuff. But maybe when I see him and he's here, I could give him a few pointers because, you know, Cali people dress the best, as y'all can know, y'all in L.A., but I'm Northern Cal, but it's just a different type of swag in Cali, so I'll get him, I'll get him right. Yeah, okay, so we just got to teach him the Cali lifestyle. He's from Pittsburgh, you know, oh we yeah. just shaking our heads zero, at that. Zero swag in Pittsburgh. It's cold. All you do is wear hoodies and sweatshirts and, you know, everybody covering themselves up. Yeah, see, Cali, sunny all the time. Yeah. Yeah, so speaking of from Cali, we got San Jose State against Hawaii tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you thinking about that game? What's your, what's your prediction? Well, you know, I'm a homer. You know what I mean? So I got to go with my boys from San Jose State. We're going to go out to Hawaii. We've been struggling a little bit, but we're going to go out there. We're going to get our second win, and we're going to come back home on a long, good playing ride, eating good food, having jokes, playing cards, all that good stuff, and then, you know, hopefully get number three the next week. Okay, so we're going to go to Hawaii and, and steal that win. It's, you know, they're, they're saying that Hawaii is winning 34-17. What do you have to say about that? Well, you know, people say a lot of stuff, you know, just like um, you had a, we had a guy on the show today that was drinking a little bit. Uh, I think his name is D'Angelo Williams saying that, you know, J.J. Watt's not a Hall of Famer. So <laughs> people say a lot of crazy stuff. So I just think this is just another one of those times that people saying crazy stuff. San Jose State gets the W. Yeah, I mean, sometimes when the, when the camera gets in front of people, we just don't yeah, know what happens. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's a lot of people that want the headlines. You know, they say, you know, TV and media people, you know, you got to create some headlines. He did that today. So he got his job done today, well done today, and uh, he stirred up the world a little bit. But he's he's crazy. But San Jose State's gonna come out with the win, and JJ Watt is definitely a Hall of Famer. 
Okay, so those are the two takeaways from today. Now, moving, it's Friday the 13th. Hopefully nothing crazy's ha- too crazy has happened to you other than the fact that uh, D'Angelo said that J.J. Watt's not a Hall of Famer. We'll have to work on that. That's probably a, that's a Friday the 13th kind of mistake. Yeah. But now that we're getting close to Halloween, what's your favorite Halloween costume? My favorite Halloween costume of all time uh, when I was a little kid was probably a football player. You know what I mean? You know when you're a little kid, you watch football, everybody want to put on their uniform, go run around with their helmet on and be a football player. But this year, my kids are really into WWE. So one of my sons is John Cena. Another one of my sons is... D'Angelo Williams. No, 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 no. You're listening to David... Ah, good stuff, sideline reporter Savvy. Look forward to your next uh, report there from the sidelines of life. Now it's time for the main event, everybody. The Red Challenge Flag Picks. Red Challenge Flag Picks. Another one. Woo! Yeah. I tried to fill <laughs> yeah. in for Hanson there. I don't know what his phrase is. It's like, woo! Woo! Yeah. Woo! There we are. Cheerio! Here we go. Baltimore, Minnesota, Purple Bowl. Remember when they both wore all? They both wore purple against each other in Baltimore about three years ago. It was a real eye. I am not a purple person. I do I don't mind like, it on the fight uh, royal. All right, not my thing. Eh, what, what should everybody be red and blue? No, I just when you you know you are the uh, you are the sage when it comes to all things uniform. But if you give me the worst possible uniform matchup. I'll give you these two teams. Really? Yeah. This is the number one worst. White and purple and purple and white. Like, that's, to me, no thank you. Not- you know what the actual answer is, even though I like the some of the uniforms? It's when you have two shades of the same color against each other. When you have the uh, the blue Cardinals. When the Cardinals, they a couple of years ago wore their red jerseys and red pants, and the Chiefs paid them a visit, and they had their red jerseys and red hats on, and their two shades of red. It was the worst thing I'd seen. They both wore red tops? No, I'm sorry. One, I, The Chiefs wore their red pants. Pants with their white top, right. And it was just, yeah. ugh, too, ugh. You know, and that's what this will be, unless the the Ravens go with their all blacks, which is probably what's going to happen. The the Vikes will probably wear white at home. That's right. The and Ravens the, can wear their black yeah. uh, drawers. I like their black their drawers. drawers. Do you? No, I do. No, those look like jazzercise pants, especially the socks. I like black. black. I think I the white pants should be just ugh, let's scare me. <clears throat> I I think whites. for the like Ravens, the it's certain uh, uniforms. It's nice when the uniform suits the identity of a team, and when the Ravens go. White jersey, white pants—they they seem formidable to me. Formidable. Well, listen, I've wow. you know I've gone head to head with them on many wow. occasions. Of which, not to get too far off track. Sorry, Emma. I always feel like I have to look at you <laughs> when I say these things. I, was, I appreciate the apologies. Yeah, I was watching a little bit of that Mavericks Hawks game last night. Mm-hmm. The Atlanta Hawks have the worst uniforms in all of sport right now. They're trying to be cute. I, no, 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 no. Florida. No. Florida. Oh, that no. that alligator uniform. Me, oh. Have you? Did you notice what the Hawks are? I, I, I did not Neon? No, it's it's a series of triangles. It's a dark gray triangle and a light gray triangle. The entire pattern is this. So when it's a wide shot, you don't see it. Oh, I didn't see these. Yes, right so it's these it's, are new. Uniforms. These are new, and oh, then it has okay. the neon on it as well. Oh. There is nothing reminiscent of a hawk anywhere in there is no tie to the city with these colors there is no tie to the mascot with these colors or this you're not allowed i i I know people do it and they've gotten away with it but that ends now that gravy that ends now 
Well, or at least the day that uh, the the four commissioners put their heads together and do the right thing and finally and properly name me the uniform monitor for all the sports. I was hoping for a round of uh, – Or at least horns. Yeah, right. All right, well, that's as good as I'll get. But, yes, of course, as – and the T-Wolves have new uniforms, too, and they look good on their own. They look a little Yukani, but really, when you see them play the Dallas Mavericks, you'll realize that they've aired. That's they, they, they should have done – they have a navy blue, and then they have royal blue. Go navy blue and powder blue, like the Toronto Argonauts did many moons ago. That's a nice look. All right, let's get to the games. I said Baltimore and Minnesota. Emma VP, tell us about this one. All right, this is soap opera week. Ooh. This episode Ooh. is called Laquan Life to Live. Very nice. Xavier Very nice. Rhodes takes it upon himself to stage an intervention for Joe Flacco and Mike Wallace, explaining that while he does enjoy being their middleman, it's not healthy for building trust. When Harbaugh gets the official warning that his team only has two minutes left to live, he asks Justin <laughs> Tucker to perform the ceremonial onside kick. Laquan Treadwell accuses Brandon Carr of being a stalker. <laughs> Emma, it is hands down, bar none, your greatest effort yet. Thanks, That, money. that was, that was as good as, any, quietly. as you have ever done. Very Appreciate good. Appreciate it. I, I am inclined to agree, except her uh, reimagining of when Colleen Wolf met John Gonzalez in the Eagles locker room. That's that's <laughs> yes. uh, on a on a different level. Different also. different like, category. Right. You're right. Okay. Let's start with you, Money, since you seem so passionate about uh, about what you just heard there. Ravens, Vikings, choose. Vikings. Bang! Wow, to the gut. Yeah. The Ravens. Oh, it's a gut shot. Here's the thing. If the Steelers win um, against Cincinnati and the Ravens lose, I know not mathematically true, but this division in mid-October is going to be pretty close to being done. The Steelers are going to have full control of this division. The Ravens kind of have to keep up here. They need to go in there and win. And this just happens to feel anecdotally, this is one of those teams that we've talked about, like the Dolphins. When the Dolphins, when you expect them to lose a game, they win it and vice versa. The Ravens, this has, just has the vibe to me of them going up there and taking care of business um, against Case Keenum. Feel good story, rooting for Teddy Bridgewater and all that. But uh, um as, as present, let's. The Vikings have a great defense. Everybody loves to talk about Mike Zimmer, but a guess great what? Great defense. So, so do the Ravens. Yes. And what happened to that defense last week when it faced another? When they're off, that you know, it's 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 the yin and the yang, right? The offense and the defense go together. So when the Ravens' offense has faced a good defense, they can't do anything. And the defense gets worn down, and that's what happened last week. I know, but Jarek McKinnon's going to do it to him. Stephon Diggs no, no, no. is hobbled. I, What's going to? I mean, where are they getting their points? I mean, think about. I mean, we had Mitchell Trubisky. You can stack the box nine deep if you want, uh, ten deep. My God, uh, to try to slow down Jordan Howard, and they still couldn't because they wore down. You know, because Joe Flacco was so bad against what's a pretty good Bears defense, not nearly as good as this Vikings defense. Uh, and, and I just, and, you know, they don't have a running. They don't have. They don't even have a Jordan Howard. You know what I mean? Like their their running game. There's issues there. I, I just I don't know how they do it. And seeing you know the struggles they had against the Bears, against the Steelers, against the Jacksonville defense. Granted, that was over the pond and that was just a mess of a game. But those are good defenses, and the offense couldn't do anything. And the defense eventually wore down. And, In other words, this is, do not anticipate uh, a forty to thirty-eight final score in this one either way. Like Cindy, four to eight. You? Yeah, something like right, right, <laughs> forty. Well done. <laughs> right. So I think I think that. Ultimately, the defense, both defenses are really good. The Ravens defense is a little underrated as how good they are against the run. But 
you've got no Stefan Diggs, so kind of readjust your you know, your estimation for fantasy of who's getting that volume. So it's Rudolph or Thielen that may not play if Diggs doesn't play. But to me, if Diggs doesn't play, that just means a whole score gets shifted down even more. And it's dominant defense, dominant defense. And Case Keenum's played well. The ability for him to create plays on the ground with his legs is actually something he's – I didn't – anticipate his ability to be so efficient in that game. That just changes it a little bit. By the way, quick uh, fantasy detour here. Is is, uh, Laquan Treadwell a guy to go pick up now if you know Stephon Diggs is out? I just like Thielen so much. I, you know, I, he gets you know, so many times. And Kyle Rudolph is the end. I think those are your I two. think it's Rudolph and Thielen. I'm I'm not I'm not on the Laquan, Laquan Treadwell. I mean, I, he's great for the for the write-up, but I don't know if he's going to be – as far as the game script goes, I don't know if it's going to be a, you know, a, a, a Laquan, Laquan Treadwell, Treadwell game. game script. <laughs> well, at least he's out there. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I kind of have a low-grade uh, enthusiasm for Treadwell. I'm surprised that uh, he hasn't. He came into camp a year ago, and apparently oh, there was Oh, excitement abound, dominated the SEC. Well, but then there was story. some attitude stuff you heard uh, behind the some scenes. Two tasted but, of drops. But, yeah, that's, you know, I made a nifty catch last week. Yeah, what that's worth. All right, next up, it's the Jets, it's the Dolphins in South Beach. Tell us all about it, Emma VP. Oh. All right, this episode is called The Bowls and the Beautiful. Ah. On a mission to dispel the slanderous preseason rumors of being destined for misery, Todd Bowles' Jets bring the figurative heat to Miami as it's already quite warm down there. <laughs> Cutler calls Leonard Williams a homewrecker when the crowd ups and leaves after he's caught in a sack. <laughs> Josh McCown calls things off with curse at the last second when he realizes Matt Forte is the better option. I like I like the dig that the the heat's in Miami because it's already there. I like the that that was because it's already levels. hot there. Two levels. Right. Right. Yes. All right. Sydney Freeland, Jets, Dolphins, choose. Can I do an if then here? Nope. Choose. All right. So currently, right now, I have Dolphins. All right, and why? And what's your if then? Go ahead. Devontae Parker. Okay. If that's going to swing the game? Yes. It's very close right now in my projections. If Devontae Parker plays, that allows them to open up their playbook and have more options on their offense. Last week, they won because their defense is dominant and doing a really great job, but they won because basically their defense like made up for the fact that they were very vanilla on yeah, offense. I'm just throwing that at you uh, conditionally because either way, the Dolphins are going to win this game. I Money. Got the Jets. Tell us why. I like the Jets, and I like that pick. <laughs> um, Old Chad Jay was a real beaut. Chad so, Pennington's a classy quarterback. Uh, Quality. I, I look at it as the Jets defense has a solid front, right? You have Wilkerson. Mm-hmm. You have Leonard yep. Williams. You can control Ajayi. Um, granted, they have been porous against the run. I recognize that statistically. But I just – For those of you that have the – and I did this plug on the Game Theory and Money podcast, which Mm -hmm. interestingly is a plug in of itself. Mm. Um, If you get yourself the NFL Game Pass where you can watch film and go back and watch all – and condense all these plays, boy, that Jamal Adams is something. Oh, he's so good. He is something. And I I look at Jay Cutler versus Jamal Adams, and that guy's going to be floating back there. And I think he's going to take one to the house, and that's going to end up being the difference in this team. Pick six prediction. I like it. Remember that one, MVP, because if that happens, that'll uh, that'll deserve special uh, attention. I I agree with you about Jamal Adams. Of course, uh, Money, I know you're a huge uh, college football enthusiast, so you uh, knew about Jamal Adams coming in. I said that would be the biggest mistake. That and and I know Trubisky has people in Chicago getting excited and everything. I still say what I said at the draft and ever since. Ten years from now, that will be the the the, the 
the Bears will still be shaking their man. What did we? What were we thinking? Why did we let this generational talent go by in favor of Mitchell Trubisky? Yeah. You know, and, and and I, you know, hopefully it won't happen for the Browns because they're already going to wear it for trade number twelve to Houston for Deshaun Watson. And Miles Garrett has looked really good so far. And, and look, when I think what people forget is, you know, when you're the Browns and you take Miles Garrett number one, and they point out, oh, it, it, let's say Mitchell Trubisky becomes great and Deshaun Watson becomes okay. Well, nobody. Nobody was suggesting that they take either of those two guys with the number one pick. Everybody said it was a Miles Garrett and everybody else. Right? Yeah, that's right. But in the case of Jamal Adams, there were a whole lot of people that said, hey, Jamal Adams might be the best player in this draft, and you're not going to take him over a pass-rushing defensive end that is a once-in-a-generational style talent, but he's at the worst, the second-best player in this draft, and he slid all the way to six inexplicably. Meantime, the Florida teams have been very weird. Tampa should have beaten New England, but didn't. Then Jameis hurts his his, uh, his shoulder, and so that uh, that game gets sideways very quickly in Arizona. Now they have a big one coming up, but in the meantime, the Jags have been an insane roller coaster. I mean, it's weird. One week good, one week bad. One week good, one week bad. So that means that they should win this week. And then you have the Dolphins doing things that, I mean, the, the games that they're winning are very strange. That they won last week. I told you they were going to win that game. You did. And I told you that, well, I didn't tell you that they were going to um, beat the Chargers. But though, I mean, I, and they should make a kick. I no, mean, I know was, they uh... shouldn't have. But it also is one of those things. And we talked about it on uh, the podcast earlier this week with Ike. Is. Um, any, you can ask any pro football player this, and it's probably not satisfying to fans, but these games, they, the players do not weigh them as heavily in September as they do the ones that are played in November and December. They all say, no matter what guy, hey, what about the Patriots? They don't look so good. And if, if you're talking to a Patriot or an ex-Patriot, they say, yeah, what do we wear? It's week five, yeah, week it's six. We don't, we don't worry about that. Belichick doesn't care about these games until, uh, you know, it's all building towards something if you're smart. So given that, the Dolphins maybe are one of those teams where they where, where they might get better and better. They have not been great, and they continue to win games, and maybe as Cutler spends a, a little bit more well, especially time with that. especially their schedule, right? So they, they lose their first week with the hurricane. They have to come it was to a LA brutal, for 10 days. Right. Then they got to go to uh, – then they go to New York. Then they go to London. You know what? It's it it uh, it's not easy. Well, then some of their players. I mean, they they've had no break, and then some of their players go up to New York. Which, by the way, yes, it's in the same time zone, but that's still traveling during the week. A lot of players this week have gone to New York to for the for the owners' meetings. But those type of things are interesting to me, especially when you see how flat their offense has been in terms of different looks. They haven't been able to execute different looks. They haven't been able to try dif- different looks. So luckily, JHI started working for them, and and that was an interesting development. But it's well, I, I right. guess then if you buy the Troublesome. Adam Gase is the offensive genius. He he's he's 12 and four in the past 16 games. All right. And then I think this is the Ajayi game. Uh, as I'm going Jets and I'm sticking to it. Let's go to the AFC West and Matt Money Smith's uh, <laughs> stadium for this week. The one, uh, the one down there in Carson, California. Nearby where we sit currently, Emma VP, tell us more. Broncos Chargers. This episode is called Jamal, My Children. <laughs> Reborn and recharged, Melvin Gordon picks up where he left off, delivering the most shocking twist of the season, stopping even Von Miller in his tracks. Jealous of Simeon's success, Bosa smacks the QB's ball across the laces in broad daylight, leading, leading to an all-out brawl. <laughs> Jamal Charles eavesdrops on Vance's conversation with McCoy to find out for himself if he's getting played. He slaps his ball across well the done. laces. Well done. It's amazing. Thank you. 
All right, Matt Money Smith, Broncos, Chargers. Well, we know you're going to choose. It's yeah. not fun to, to do. Oh, you know what? It's more fun to pepper him with the red challenge flag if you disagree. Broncos, Chargers, voice of the Chargers. Chargers. Really? You're going to – Come on, Cynthia. What do you do? It. Ah, you stink, uh, Freeland, <laughs> teasing us like that. Why so, Cindy? Why do you think the Broncos uh, get off to schneid here? Broncos' problem in the past two games has been their run game, and the Chargers are most vulnerable to the run in the NFL. All right. They do give up more rushing yards per game than any other Like 160. Game. Good, simple analysis but there. But I did bring this up. The Giants – are terrible against the run as well, and they managed to make that def- that offense one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. Jamal Charles couldn't run it. So, you know, I'll say with the Chargers, their issues in the linebacking core, they they really miss Denzel Perriman. Their linebackers are having issues tackling runners. Um, but if you look half-to-half, they're able uh, – they do get stronger against the run in the second half. Uh, ever since that Philadelphia game when LeGarrette Blunt just ran it down their throat for – it wasn't even a four-minute. It was a six-minute drill. They've kind of – that was their tipping point, and they've been a lot better, um, especially in the second half. So you're starting to see them rotate their defensive tackles a little more. Uh, in addition to Meebane and Legion, who are their starters, you get a lot more Darius Phylon, Damian mm-hmm. Square in there, and that's helping slow that run down. Um, How far is Perryman away from returning? He can't. He was he was designated, so he cannot come back until Jacksonville. Um, oh, okay. So he'll miss this week, next week, and then it works out where they get the bye, and then he'll be back. But, man, do they miss him because he's back at practice, and he's just – like, they had to let go of Nigel Harris, who was a super talented linebacker. He's just small. He probably weighs 220 pounds, and they can't have any more of that. They can't activate him because when he gets out there, Jatavis Brown isn't that big. You know, their backers aren't big guys, and that's where the tackling issues come from. Everybody, I don't know if you've been paying attention, but Damashek picked the Chargers to win the division in August, and they have a chance to still do it, Cindy. I don't know if you're paying attention. Well, hey, wait, wait, wait. It's only been six weeks, so of course they still have a chance. Let me just say something. At the time of this recording, we don't know who wins the Thursday night game. So if it's Friday and you're laughing now at me, but the Raiders, backs to the wall, up there in the East Bay, they have no shot at winning the division at, at best. Their season is over. Ah, uh, not over. I think they could still, you know. It's could, over. Who knows? They might, who knows? They get red hot and do whatever and get a wild card. But they're not winning the division if they lose to the Chiefs on Thursday night football. I don't know so if anybody else is winning the division. If the Chiefs maybe. Win that game. Maybe true. But the Chargers, here's what they have I don't have think it's do. possible. Like, they're at home now with the Broncos this week. Then they play up in Foxborough against the Patriots. Then the bye. If they win this game, which is a still a big if, obviously, but even if they split these next two weeks here, I think I you know they they then would be three and five going into their bye. But what if it's not like the Patriots are world beaters? It's not an impossibility. What does Brady not like when it is uh, is a severe pass rush like that when you can rush just four? and drop everybody else. Well, that's what the Chargers are going to be able to do um, next week. But before we get ahead of that one, I'd like quickly to – Just quickly on that point, you know, when you, when, when you map out who you think your division winner is going to be, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find anybody that even while mapping out a 10-6 and six season or whatever it may be, that thought they were going to be any better than 5-3 and three based on this early schedule. Traveling to New York, a team that right. was 11-5, and five, traveling to Oakland, traveling to Foxborough, getting the Chiefs, getting you know the Broncos on a Monday night to open up the season. I looked at it as 4-4. Four and four. Now they go 0-4. Oh the Dolphins game is the big one. That's the one that really wrecks this whole right. thing because they should be 3-3. Three and three Just be, you know, It was a missed field goal that was very makeable, but whatever. So they're 2-4. and four. 
if they end up going four and zero in the second quarter of the season, when it looked like that was like the one and three month, maybe following a three and one month, the way it worked out, if you were being real honest with yourself, they're kind of right back to what I think was baseline going into the season. I'm with you because the back end of the schedule is very favorable for them. Their home games are against those. You know, they get those last place teams from last year. They get mm-hmm. the Bills, they get the Browns, they get the Jaguars. Now, granted, some of those teams are better than before, but. That's kind of the way the schedule laid out. It's it is an interesting little call it, deal. Call it self validation, but they're they're coming together, and of course, like you say, three and three, they could be four and two as well as what else they could be. So, all right, MVP. This is our last game. It's not the Steelers and the Bungles. It's not. Um, I couldn't think of a good soap opera. That's for why them. We, I, we didn't do Steelers uh, Bungles. Works, well, we had that it. works for me. We did have it on the rundown check. We were going to talk about it in a different point. Remember, I had the all radio right. call and the, everything. We just oh, didn't get, let we me didn't... hear that real quick. We do have right. to hear it. Here we go. Oh, I thought that was going to be the uh, thing that we heard at the very top of the show. I'd like to hear my favorite play in the history of football, nay, all of sports, nay, the greatest hey. moment of my life when Vontez Perfect intercepted the ball in the wild card round after after vicious assaults committed against uh, a handful of Steelers over the uh, preceding 58 and a half minutes. Vontez Perfect intercepts the pass and gets up and runs off the field, yeah, finger wagging with six uh, of his teammates trailing behind. Never mind that it wasn't a game, uh, a delay, a game penalty. I still don't know why it wasn't. But wagging his finger, celebrating, and then the Steelers come back and to win. win. <laughs> Let's Let's hear what the radio call on that sounds like. 143 on the clock. First and 10, Pittsburgh down by a point. Landry Jones back to throw from his five over the middle. Perfect. Yeah. Intercepts yeah. it. Perfect. Yeah. Comes away with a football. Yeah. The Bengals have yeah. the ball with one minute and 36 seconds to go. Yeah. Montez Perfect sprinting toward the locker room. room He has run inside the locker room, which makes no sense. Better come back out before there's a penalty flag. (laughs) Who is the color guy? Who is the color guy? Yeah, Jones. I don't know what his name is. I I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. locker room. Yeah, locker room. Yeah. Oh, man, that is the That is great. Is that sweet or what? I love it. you. I have to leave you. That is great. Cindy. I know. All right, so choose it. Oh, okay. Just yeah, yeah. Wait. Go ahead. You go. You go. It'll be me and money. We got it. We'll take it home from here. I, I mean. I do fear the Bungles money. I'm not going to jive you. I do fear what might happen this Sunday. But I think the Steelers have gotten part past the worst parts of uh, of the – I'm with you. I, I doubted Self-imposed them last week. Just like you, Dave Damashek, last week, I doubted them at Arrowhead, one of the most uh, formidable opposing team visiting spots in all the NFL, um, and, and we were wrong. I'm not going to say I was wrong. We were wrong last uh, week. You're right. I deserve that. A lot of people I, – I, I did notice I was getting a lot of credit from people. Like, oh, you called that one, Dave. I, well – I called that the Steelers would show up. I didn't call that they were going to win the game. Uh, point of uh, point of note. See, no jive from Damashek. I tell the truth. I take the Steelers. Um, they figured it out. You know what they figured I, out? I think that's right. Antonio Brown, Lev Bell. Let's go. Yeah, that's right. Let's go. 
Well, the other thing, too, is, and we really did, uh, Ike did a great, uh, I, I've tweeted it out and put it elsewhere on uh, on, uh, on digital platforms on my Facebook and everywhere else, but uh, Ike really broke down the defense. Well, everybody's caught up in this uh, melodrama on offense, whether it's Martavis Bryant. Oh, my, by the way, a, a talented young receiver has a chip on his shoulder because he wants the ball more. Never heard my, of it. My heavens, how will the Steelers ever overcome that? Um, or any other uh, pro football team. Um, I'm not worried about that, but very quietly. I know the fourth quarter was shoddy stuff, but that defense, I mean, piece for piece, just go through it. Guys go through everybody that they're throwing out there. Brought right it up now. two weeks ago I mean, when I was horribly wrong in my prediction of their two-touchdown victory over the Jags when I said, this defense is not getting the respect it deserves. Thanks a lot, Steelers. They go on to give up, what, 65 points to the Jaguars at home. Yeah, that wasn't – So it's hard for me to buy in because the last time you and I had this very discussion and I preached that this might be one of the more underrated defenses in the league, the Jags made fools of I mean, them and the, me. But, that, I mean, you know, now they have the old man, 92, nice and fresh, doing what he did at the end of the game in Arrowhead. But uh, but Dupree and T.J. Ward and Shazier in the middle there. You know who the color guy was? Uh, MVP just told me. Dave Lapham. <laughs> Long-time O-lineman for the Bengals. Yeah! Yeah, yeah! Yeah! I love yeah. that. I can't listen to that enough. It's the best. I need a clip of that so I can just put it out everywhere, and I'm going to tweet it out every half hour until the game kicks off. And I also, but I also have to Great accompany call. it with video of Vontez running off, wagging that figure. It was the most perfect moment in Bungles history. All right, let's round it out here, MVP, with the big game of the week. Super Bowl 51 rematch. Tell us more. All right. Falcons Patriots. The episode is called The Chung and the Restless. <laughs> Two rivals, the flashy new money Falcons of the South and the diamond tycoon Patriots of the East meet again at the most high-profile high event of the season to determine who's back on top. Matt Ryan sets out to even the score, concocting a scheme to expose the Pats defense for what it really is. Patrick Chung continuously deflects when asked about his role in the organized takedown of Devontae Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> now, money. Chung and the Wrestlers, best title, I believe. Oh, I think best well, that's title. what I was just going to mention, the yeah. money, because when we looked at these yesterday, uh, Emma VP had it labeled Dynasty. And I said, well, that's, that's not bringing it home. The other three are so strong. And she said, yeah, but Dynasty works better for the Patriots. And I said, I get She's it. Right. She's right. I get it. But Chung and the Wrestlers, the funny, you know. Yeah. It's the pun, right? Much better. I'm glad I went with that one. I'm a sucker for and the pun. It, and you wouldn't have worked that Chung line in last if yes. we wouldn't have done Chung and the Restless, and that's great. The, what was it? The takedown of Devontae? The Freeman. organized takedown. I love it. That was great. See, Emma VP? You're a good room. coach. There's room for punch up here and there. You Thank can be you. the head writer. Emma VP, by the way, was suspended briefly the other day. On the show? From the head writer role yeah well she sassed me on on twitter and i didn't care for it so she was suspended dave said that grease 2 is better than grease mm -hmm. and i i took a bit of offense to that yeah that's ridiculous yeah thank you that's a skip bayless like look at me statement oh it is yes Agreed. it is that's exactly what no it is, it is not yes, i could listen my sister debbie will support this stance and uh congratulations and, you've infected your sister's and brain. your dear friend cousin sal will also agree with that come on what come on Come on, what? Beauty he school likes, dropout. He really? likes the new school. That's all I got to say is beauty school dropout. And that's it. It's over. It's a good song. Good song. So's back to school again. Come on, man. He's a cool rider. Beauty school dropout. All right. Who do you like Come better? On. Who do you want to hang out with? The beauty school dropout or the cool rider? I think you know the answer. All right. 
And by the way, Sal cares about his doo-wop music. He's a Huey Lewis guy. I think so am I. All right. Love Huey. I think we had, what was it, the 30th anniversary of sports, I believe, was just like a month ago. The greatest Huey record ever. All right, fine. You want to throw it? Throw it. I'm taking the Falcons. Falcons, Patriots, choose. Taking and the Falcons. money says the Falcons. I'm taking them. Bang! Right at Listen, me. Listen, what am I going to do? Pick against the Patriots? How many times do, I, does, do, do uh, they have to prove people wrong here already? They already have two losses at Foxborough, right? I know. So there's that. Um, if you, you know, the Falcons' last two losses, yes, they have not looked good. But they've come against what we now, and I think we have enough of a sample size, right, to feel good about saying, hey, that Bills defense is really good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's you know, the number one scoring defense in the league through four games because uh, they had their bye. And the Dolphins defense is one of the best run defenses around. You know, they shut down Melvin Gordon. They shut down uh, Devontae Freeman and, um, and Tevin Coleman this last week. So you feel kind of good about their losses in terms of the defenses they had to face. Now, contrast that. <laughs> with the worst defense in all of football, all of football, in yards, in third down conversions, in however many categories, uh, big plays, spat, I mean, just the list goes on and on and on. And you tell me that a team with Julio Jones and Devontae Freeman and Devin Goldman gets to go up against that defense with that chip. I mean, like, it doesn't matter. I don't care about the whole chip on their shoulder and avenge me, boys, you know, for what happened in Super Bowl 51. I just think the defense stinks. I don't care. I agree. I, I I don't know what fixes everybody. The assumption Belichick will figure it out, but look at can. what he has. Look at the personnel. What's he supposed to do? That's a that is a legitimate problem that's not not going to suddenly vanish. However. I think that the Patriots are still obviously going to win that division. I still think they are going to be one of the top two seeds. They're still four and two for as bad as they've been. And the fact that you, I could certainly make a strong cap. I mean, it doesn't take a lot to to convince anybody that they could be two and four right now. And imagine if they were two and four right. right. What if the Patriots were two and yeah, four right now? Jameis throws way. that touchdown pass. If ASJ and I still don't understand what the heck happened on that play with Austin Safarian Jenkins last week. I just don't get it. Um, if, if all of those things break their way, you're right. Brady doesn't hit Brandon Cooks on the – The Sean Watson. Yeah, exactly. Brandon Cooks in the, the Houston Texans game. I mean, it's it's crazy how things have worked know, out. I know, but of course, just like I said earlier in the show, I don't know – the Rams, call me a curmudgeon or whatever else, or a snob. They, Makes listen, sense. Let, you know, do it for a little bit more than a month. Patriots have done it for 15 years. I'm now jumping off that bandwagon in favor of the Falcons, who, as you point out, I don't care who what defense they've been playing. They have not looked good uh, of late. And I think this is a, a, a very big game for them to uh, – if they drop this one and they go to 3-3 three and three in that division. Which gets you last place, by the way, well, in the AFC. Right, right and, what if, and by the way, what if the Saints go up and and, uh, and win their game in Lambeau this week? They, the Falcons could really, by the time their game kicks off, they could really be in the locker room talking about, wow, we're really in trouble if we fall to 3-3. Three and three. If the Saints win and the Panthers win, they're, uh, they're going to be behind the eight ball. Um, yeah, are the I, Falcons. I, I, don't, I, I don't disagree. But that doesn't know. mean that they're going to win. I, the thing that surprises me to this point isn't the regression of the offense. It felt like one of those things that it was a special standalone year and they would they would drop off a little bit. They couldn't maintain that level. 
um, going forward. But the defense, what, 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 what the defense? I thought was really going to be uh, was going to be something. They're not special. creating so turnovers. You know, I think that's the the big issue. So much speed. Out yes, there. I don't get it. Um, they're not. You know, the, I think we all assume that they would get to the quarterback like they did last year. I don't know if they led the league in sacks, but I think they were darn close if they didn't lead the league mm-hmm. in sacks. And that's the biggest issue. They're not getting to the quarterback like they did. Well, when Vic Beasley's year. right, then that exactly. that'll change. But in the time being, it's been yeah, that's right stuff. Emma VP. What? Uh, how long was this show? You said it was long. Yeah, uh, it's probably maybe about eighty minutes. Oh, oh, gee, that's a little. Can we edit that? Yeah, that's yeah. edit. Let's just uh, trim it. What okay. should trim, we do, MVP? Trim the fat. Do you want to cut the stuff with Spaghetti's uh, worst fans and no. save it for another show? I think we should keep it. All right, I like that. I mean, that's I enjoyed it. That was really it. fun. I like that. I think twenty percent less me is the way to go. Let's just, let's just across the board, 20% less. all agree on that. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Matt Money Smith, have a great time uh, this weekend calling uh, the Chargers action as always. You can track it down. Uh, well, how is, what is the best way to listen to you if you're a Chargers fan? Uh, I, think uh, they, uh, I think they put the broadcast up at Chargers.com. Oh, they do? Yes, okay. I do there believe you, you can listen to the broadcast there. Everything. I have game theory and money, All that stuff. fantasy, Petros uh, nah. and money, Cindy Freeland, the the morning pregame show. Uh, game day My morning. Game day morning. Why can't I remember that? And Thursday Night Football and game theory and money. There are two plugs for you. And NFL picking coming at you on Saturday. Make sure you tune in. Four ways to watch it. And four times to watch it. 9 a.m., 2 p.m., 11 p.m., then Sunday at 6 a.m. Yeah. Hey, we'll talk to you after week seven. It's been a thin slice of heaven. Ah, I missed it. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.